Okay, this is part one of two of my interview with my friend Cameron. Part one is all about door-to-door sales, what made him successful at it, what makes some people not. And then part two is about how he transitioned into becoming a full-time trader and a little bit what that's like. Into the questions and everything and keep rolling. So basically what I want to talk about um, is basically how you got started in door-to-door. It was my first summer doing it and I liked it. Um, But what made you... I kind of already know this, but what made you want into it? What made you hear about it? And why'd you choose to do it? And how did it yeah, work out? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So I got started, um, one of my roommates, so, you know, Charlie, he, uh, we got just matched up randomly in, at college. And, uh, you know, he had the big lifted Chevy truck, you know, had the big, the big 35s on it, the fuel wheels and the automatic running boards and you know, so he, he rolls up and he's kind of a goofy guy, right? You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> got all these guns and the snowboard and the safe. And he, I kid you not, I was just like, oh, this, this rich kid, his parents, he's got a trust fund and his parents paid for everything, you know? And I told him it was a cool truck, right? We get, I get up to the, to my apartment. I had already moved in before him. And lo and behold, here comes in this goofy dude with this massive bean bag as well, the love sack, you know? And Oh, he's like, Oh, cool. We're, we're roommates, you know? And so I help him unload his truck and conversation gets going. He says, yeah, I made, I think he said he made like $112,000, you know, over four and a half months selling home security, right. For ADT. And I'm like, get out of here. I'm like, there's no way you made that kind of money. Right. And he goes, no, no. I like, he's like, here's my, showed me his 1099. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. showed me that the, the actual proof that that's what he, you know, what he earned. And uh, so I, I'd want to go into medical school, want to go into uh, ophthalmology or orthopedic surgery, want to do the whole medicine route. And I thought that's how you made money. You know, I really didn't know much about sales. I didn't know much about uh, door to door at all. I, I didn't, you know, it's, it's a pretty popular uh, LDS kind of thing to do. And they, you know, you serve a mission for two years. So I didn't know much about it. I, I was just like, that's drug. Like I literally thought the only other way was you sell drugs to make that kind of money. And uh, so he said, yeah, you know, come out with me. Super nice. Took me out to always brought, bought me, you know, Jamba juice and nice food. And um, I was getting married that, uh, that winter. And so I was like, I need to provide, you know, again, I, I didn't come from money had, you know, was living off of student loans and, and that kind of thing. And so I, you know, I said, yeah, I mean, if this goofy dude that's not that smart uh, can can make six figures in a summer, I was like, fifty thousand would be life changing for me, right? I mean, fifty thousand dollars. I was like, if he can do over a hundred thousand, I can do at least fifty thousand. I was like, I know I can. And uh, so I went out, and uh, that first summer, you know, we we got going, and um, I made it a goal to be the, the best rookie in the office and, you know, started taking off and was doing well. And, uh, you know, had just had some stroke, you know, I struggled, but, uh, went out, uh, did 115 accounts, uh, pulled in about 68,000 that first summer. And, uh, from there was hooked. I just figured, you know, the, this is, this is pretty cool. I, and I wasn't hooked on doing it for forever. I honestly mm-hmm. thought that it'd be a job I do for two summers. I would, uh, you know, hopefully go out the second summer, make a lot of money again and ride off into the sunset and go to medical school. But that's not what happened, you know? So, yeah. So when did you decide like 
this wasn't just a summer job to help pay for school? When did the uh, switch flip and you're like, okay, this is something that's working out and I kind of want to do it for a few more years? Like what made you decide I want to change paths? Because that's a pretty big path to change from medical school, like to just selling. Like that's a huge, huge swap in a lot of people's sure. eyes. Yeah, no, it, it definitely was. And it, it was one of those things we call it obviously the golden handcuffs, right? I mean, you you always say, I feel like every summer, at least after your second, for sure, you go, oh, this is my last summer. You know, I started my second summer. I was telling myself, this is the last summer, mm -hmm. you know, I'll be done. And, uh, you know, it led to another one and another one. But I feel like after the second summer, um, some, you know, some stuff happened and everything. And um, I ended up, I actually didn't sell as well my second summer. I feel like I wasn't as hungry. I, I didn't have, my bank account was full at that point. You know, I, uh, I had everything that I, that I ever really needed, you know, uh, had a nice, a decent vehicle at the time. And uh, so I didn't really work as hard, but uh, it was, it was basically after that second summer that I, I, I wanted to continue to fund my trading account and I wanted a Ford Raptor. That was actually one of my goals. You know, I wanted a, a new Raptor all the way back then it took me a couple more years to get it, but <laughs> I ended up, you know, long story short, just deciding that I wanted uh, to start trading a little bit more. Um, I, so I got into trading. Um, I had lots of losses at the beginning. And so that ate up probably even more of my profits. Uh, and so it was really just kind of the transition of, I had been in the stock market. I'd started investing when I was 16 years old as a, a sophomore, I guess, in high school or whatever. And so I knew, I thought that I was going to invest in the stock market. I wanted to learn the skill because I thought as a doctor, I'm going to have, I'm going to make four or $500,000 mm -hmm. a year. And I'm going to put money into the stock market, long-term invest, grow my retirement, my Roth IRA, or my IRA, blah, 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 blah. Right. The safe route. What's that? The safe route. The safe route. Exactly. The, the, the thing that all of our teachers and you know your parents want you to do. Right. Yep. And so basically what I did was, uh, I started to trade more. I started to realize that I had a passion for it. And I realized the limitless potential that was there uh, in, in investing and in, in trading, right? And I had a lot of people in college that, you know, were like, how, are, you know, how do you make money off of these apps and stuff on your, you know, your iPhone? And I decided I wanted to teach people, you know, how to do that, basically. And that was more just like, as a fun thing, you know, like, cause I got tired of answering everyone's questions. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'll make some videos for you. Go watch those. You can learn and ask me questions later. And so I started doing that. And then from there, you know, I, I knew that uh, managing, uh, bringing more people on. Um, I, I liked that idea. I thought, um, you know, if, if I loved it and if I could be decent, why not bring that, that joy of selling door to door um, that joy, I guess that financial stability and security, why not bring that to other people? Because Charlie had changed my life. Like I legit, as hard as it is, that changed my life forever. Why not like you, you know, why not let some other 18 year olds, you know, uh, experience that. And that's where it all kind of started to change for me. Well, one thing that's crazy talking about when you met Charlie for all my friends that are home, like out here and you know no one's really selling door to door like to make money in the summer it's not really a thing and so when I'm talking about it it's just like what is that like it just doesn't make sense and before I came out to Oklahoma for the summer I was like you know stalking all these Instagram accounts and I saw like all these people doing all these things and I was like what in the world like why have I not heard about this because it seemed like so many people were doing it 
But then once you get out there, like you see like, wow, this is a thing people do it and they're killing it. And it's just like, how could you want to pass that up? It's just kind of, once you get in it and you actually start working or you just, you know, look at people, you can tell like, wow, like it's crazy. Cause you know, if you're not in that world, you don't really see it, but it just sounds crazy to anyone else. Yeah. And the skies are the limit, right? That was the big thing for me. At least at that point, I was like, there are people out here earning a quarter million dollars a year, you know, Mm. or half a million, I mean, even more, you know, I just was like, man, I never thought that I would like that. And it's hard. I I will say this though, right? I mean, you know, it's hard. It's a grind, but um, I learned these interpersonal uh, relationship skills that I never would have learned anywhere else. Um, The hard times that you have out there really teach you about your character and, and who you really are. Are you going to give up when it's difficult? Are you going to uh, tell yourself, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I get sick sometimes, like, especially the beginning of the summer, I was just like, oh, I don't want to go out and sell it's I'm nervous. Even as a good salesman, you know, you have these times, even as I think when I was good, I was like, uh, or I guess, like when I was on a streak, right, when I was like, consistently selling, I was scared that I was going to go out a day and I was going to bagel because I'm like, I don't want to not sell at all. I don't want to get a big zero, you know, like I want to, I want to stay the top dog, you know, and uh, so it's hard, it, it's difficult, but like those skills, especially now looking back on it being 29, I'm like, those skills are necessary in every single aspect of my life. It's made me a better trader. Uh, hopefully it's made me a better friend. Hopefully it's made me, uh, you know, a better everything. And I, I firmly do believe that those skills that you're learning now, it's not just about the big dollar bills. It's about uh, shaping who you you want to be so that's why i've been so passionate about it is it shaped me you know the audiobook i listened to lately um it talks about how whether you want to be a salesperson or not you're always selling yourself what you think what you want to do even it's just something simple like two people want to go out to eat why is like why should we go where you want to go you always are selling yourself whether you want to be or not so just the skills you learn can translate to literally everything you do so it's kind of it definitely helps like in life you want your girlfriend to do what you want to do exactly you gotta gotta sell her on that idea yeah exactly you want to see this movie not that one (laughs) exactly Um, it's 100% true and one thing I want to say is what step what do you think separates those people that uh, are good but not great and just the bad the good and the great because you know you got people out there that you know, quit after a few weeks, because it's not for them or whatever. And you got the people that, you know, do the average like 20k 30k, which is still amazing. But then you got people that come out their first summer, and they're doing 80 90 100 sales. And that's just just a whole lot of range there. Yeah, I mean, the probably the comment. So we'll start off like with the ones that go home early, the most mm-hmm. common thing that I see is just a lack of confidence, right? Um, confidence isn't, uh, bought. It's, it's not something that, uh, you can just pick up. It's something that you earn. And I think even at the beginning of that first summer, I probably didn't even have, so I, I think I got to where I got because of the grit and the determination. I had nowhere else to go. I had nothing else to do that. I had to make money. And so I did it out of necessity. Um, I had, you know, I had a wife I had to provide, to provide for, you know, um, I want to go to medical school. I didn't want to live off of, of loans. And so some people I think have um, this drive, this hunger inside of them that is 
that's like the I think the really the really good ones have um, a good why. Yeah, yeah, they they have a strong strong why, and it's not even about the money. It's about just being the best, just being mm-hmm. the greatest. Um, wanting to win it, wanting to, it doesn't matter what the game is. I don't care if it's shooting a spit wad is the furthest, like you just want to win. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the ones that quit, like I said, have a, have a lack of confidence. Uh, they always are trying to find something else. I think that's the big thing is the people that, that don't end up staying and the ones that just quit in life are the ones that there's always something else they could do. I'm just not good enough at this. I'm going to think I could do this and be okay. It's not about being okay at life. It's not about just, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's always going to be another option. You're right. But like to be really good or great, you have to do the hard stuff. And so that was another thing for me was like, I wasn't going to be the, I knew if I quit again, when you open up that door to any path, if, if it's the quitting path, right. If you open up that door to quitting, you're always going to quit in life. Um, unfortunately, and I, I mean, it's not to call out anyone in, in particular, but a lot of the guys that I have seen quit, they're not as successful in anything else that they do. I don't know of anyone personally uh, that I've seen that's quit, that's, that's accomplished anything more than the elite salesmen that haven't even quit. And even some of the guys that are decently good that haven't quit I don't really think they're that much better. So that's the difference right there. The good ones and the great ones. This is a big deal because I don't really consider myself great. I would consider Brad Alphen is definitely mm-hmm. a great. Uh, Dan Moser's, you know, one of one of the greats. Um, you know, Sean Williams is is one of the greats. I mean, they're all throwing in 200 plus, 250 plus, 300, 350. Um, the difference between those guys is they don't take no for an answer. Um, and they go the extra mile. And what I mean by that is I think I got self-conscious. Sometimes I like, oh, they would tell me no. And I just be like, okay, but they firmly believed in what they were selling. They firmly believed in what they were doing and they outworked everyone from the start to the close. And when you could have maybe taken a break or ran to the gas station to get a drink or go to the bathroom. Instead, they found a house to go to the bathroom in and get a deal um, and just pushing, always, always pushing. And that's, I think, you know, some of my, my best summers were the ones where uh, I pushed. I just, uh, I had a goal. I had a desire. I had the hunger and then I didn't care. I just freaking went for it, you know? Yeah, sometimes so. you just got to go ham and you have to remember like, almost every first response is just total crap what someone's going to give you when you knock on their door. Yeah. Uh, I remember one time before I even like started my pitch, they told me their, uh, I think it was a five or six year old daughter said she doesn't want an alarm because, or no, it was a middle school daughter and she didn't want an alarm because she wouldn't know how to use it. And I was like, for a second, I was like, Oh, okay. Then I was like, wait, what? That doesn't make any sense. She's a 13 year old or however old she was. She doesn't run the house. You know, she's not paying the bills, signing up for anything. And then I remembered I was in what fifth, sixth grade when we got an alarm and it's real. If you have a phone, you can use an alarm. Like it's not complicated. You just have to realize what people are telling you is just to get, get you to go away at first. It's not true. And I think you just have to be able to push through that and have the confidence to do that. Cause at first it's uncomfortable when someone's saying, no, we don't want it because of this. And you're like, you can't just be like, okay, you have to be able to push through and say, uh, okay, well, here's why blah, blah, blah. 
and it's not so much to be you know to be a to pushy only or pushy mm-hmm. no it's that people want you off their it's understanding the psychology of, mm-hmm. of things right it's understanding that again put yourself in their position they don't really want to talk to you they don't really yeah. know you they don't really so if you understand that and you can understand how to get them on your side and really help them understand why they want the product give them the opportunity nine times out of ten they're going to do it it's just because you don't give them that opportunity they just want to get you off the doorstep mm-hmm. you know because they're not expecting you they're not calling you so 90 percent of the time they're going to be a little bit aggressive at first so you just kind of i think you have to control that yeah i i agree 100 percent um so we kind of talked about what makes people good and bad um but one thing you decided you wanted to do like you said earlier is start trading um and grow that so you eventually transitioned out of alarms in your full-time trading so Kind of more, how did all that start and a little bit about Young Money Investments? Yeah. Yeah. So Young Money Investments is kind of funny. You know, like I said, I, I started I started in the stock market. So I'm everyone thinks that trading is like a gamble, right? They think of it as like gambling. It's it's like a casino game and it really isn't. And that's never been my personality. So uh, I got started, like I said, when I was 16, as a sophomore in high school, it's kind of around the, the housing crisis, 08, 09. And uh, I basically won a stock market game in high school. You know, they do like the little mm-hmm. paper trading accounts. And uh, I won it out of, you know, all the people in, uh, in my high school or whatever in our grade. And it was a pretty decent sized high school. So uh, the fact that I won kind of gave me a little bit of confidence. I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of cool. Like, again, I didn't grow up with money. I didn't grow up knowing anything about the stock market. So I was like, can invest in these companies like I knew nothing uh and so this this Edward Jones guy came to our house again knocked on our door door to door it's kind of funny how door to door and stop it all it's all intertwined uh you know had, I think he's trying to get clients and uh so I had saved up basically bubblegum money saved up money you know as I was growing up and had some money that I wanted to put into some companies and uh so I bought some companies you know when the market's it was like two or three months before the actual bottom is, is when I got in uh, just by happenstance, right? But my philosophy, again, like I said, I wasn't risky. My philosophy was the markets have dropped this much. I'm 16 years old. And I knew, I didn't understand the concept of how the markets worked. All I knew was that the probability and statistically speaking, the, 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 the likelihood that the markets would go up eventually was in my favor. I knew that over the past 80 or 100 years since the Great Depression, you know, back in the 1920s or you know, into the 30s, um, I knew ever since that time, the markets have, have went up, right? They, they go down, they, they go up. So I put some money in and uh, obviously it starts to do well. I put some money in Procter & Gamble, you know, they make Gillette and they make some hair care product, you know, they consumer staples, they're things that everybody needs. So I bought some of that. Uh, put some money in some ETFs that the that the guy said to use. Those were a complete joke. I didn't really make <laughs> much money on anything that he called out, unfortunately. Um, and then I, I bought some Facebook back in like 2011 or 12, I guess might've been. It was like back at IPO'd at like 40, 42 bucks. It had dropped to like the like mid $18 range. And uh, I called up, you know, my broker or whatever. And I was like, hey, like I want to buy some stock in uh, Facebook. And, you know, he's like, all right. And I think I put like 35, 3,600 bucks in it. Right. And now it's, you know, if I held it, I held it to like 66 bucks, three X my money. You know, if I would have held it continued, I'd definitely be up quite a bit more, but the, the learning experience, right. Of this is 
that I started to see the benefits of, of buying these companies um, when there was a value, when there was a time and I saw the long-term potential. I think I you know, talk about Facebook being a really good deal. I, I bought some Snapchat back when it was a really good deal as well. And, you know, those were companies that came out around that time. Tesla has been a very big one that, you know, I was calling out hard, hardcore back in 2018 and 2019. I, was say, I remember when we first started talking, that's what all you were talking about was Tesla. Cause that was what, that was about 2018. So yeah. And look yeah, and now. <laughs> and now I mean that it's up over probably over eighteen hundred percent since I called it out, you know. And so my thing was, you know, anyone can invest, anyone can do it. You just have to set aside money, you know, not overspend, you know, just budget accordingly and start putting money in. And so that was kind of my goal. Like I said, then I went out and I sold. Uh, I made more money than I ever could have expected, and then I had all this extra capital and. Um, I saw some YouTubers, I saw that they were, you know, swing trading, and I thought that that would work, you know, while I went out and sold, I could still kind of trade and dabble here and there. And um, so yeah, so it just kind of led from there, it kind of snowballed. And um, I mean, this when I got involved with Edward Jones, I mean, I was paying $50 per trade to trade, like it was stupid expensive. Like, nowadays, we got it made in the shade, yeah. I mean, it's zero commissions and all that kind of stuff. And um, the, the, it's just technology has come so far, even in the, the 13 years or whatever that I've, I've been in the markets, you know, going from there, you know, I got into college, you know, I still, you know, was trading here and there. Um, and then young money investments was kind of the, the start for me where I wanted to, I didn't do it because I wanted to make money off of it. I just want to make some free YouTube videos so that some of my friends and family could learn and kind of see what I was doing. And then I figured if there's other people out there that want to watch and learn from me, cool, they, they can do that. And that's really where the, the ball uh, really started. I, I kind of took it from there. I met a friend. Uh, it was a friend of a friend that had uh, took 10 grand and $20,000 in credit card debt and turned it into like three quarters of a million in six months. And he turned later, lost it. And then he turned 10 grand into half a million in two weeks trading futures and lost it. And, um, but just learning, always learning from mm -hmm. all these people, you know, um, I regret that I didn't have a good mentor. I, I regret that it took me a while to get good, but the thing that I knew and the thing that I always say is, um, if I always believed in myself, I always knew that I could do whatever I set my mind to. I didn't know how long it was going to take. Um, but I always have believed that again, if I could, I'm a grinder, I can grind long and hard enough that I will outlast anybody else there. So my belief was, you know, I, I didn't care if it took me, you know, till I was 40 to be profitable. I knew eventually I could make good money in the stock market. I could make six figures. And that was kind of about the point where I started to transition from sales to, uh, to doing, uh, stocks and everything. And, uh, you know, just from there, again, staying diligent, uh, working hard and, you know, here we are uh, yeah. so many years later, you know. 